welcome to Practicing Life, a podcast where I share my personal journey with you so that you can be the person you want to be. I'm Ashley Pitzer, the host of this podcast, fantasy writer, yoga instructor, personal trainer and fitness instructor, mom of two kids on the autism spectrum, and wife to a twin flame. Now, let's balance our mind, body, and spirit. Hello, beautiful souls. This is Practicing Life, and I'm your host, Ashley Putzer. And I'm talking to you today about being humble and where I went wrong with being humble. And my hope and intention for this podcast is for any of those out there that are like me and took being humble to an extreme, to a point where it became low self-esteem. So this message, again, for those that, you know, feel that that they're being the right amount of humble and they're happy with their humbleness and have no questions or queries about it, you know, please disregard this. This may not apply to you and that's okay. So I'm going to start off with the definition of being humble. So according to my Google lookup, being humble means having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. Another way of looking at it is of low social, administrative, or political rank. So they say it is basically low dignity or low importance. So these are options for being humble. Now, I'm sure many of you are like me in that you've been taught the importance of being humble, whether it's through school or through religion or even in like your work environment or conflicts with friends. You know, there's this concept that it's really important to be humble. And there are a lot of benefits to being humble, like One of the favorite benefits, to me anyway, is being able to empathize with people. That's something that I excel at, and it's something I really appreciate having. It's a skill set. Not everybody has this ability, and um, it is something that really helps me understand people better. So it's something that I can appreciate. But in general, you know, workplaces want you to be humble. Friends want you to be humble. There's this whole concept of being humble. But what is being humble? What does it really look like? What actions do you take? What does a humble person look like? And there's actually a lot of varying degrees on this because in reality, who gets to decide if you're humble? Is it the other person and their perception and their views of whether or not you're being humble? Is it your own self-ranking? Is it the church that is deciding for you if you're humble or not? You know, like, it's subjective. It is completely subjective. But there is definitely, you know, some areas around it that have some common agreement to. So I'm going to tell you my definition of humble. This is just Ashley's own personal touch 
how I look at being humble now because what I was doing before was really catastrophic. (laughs) So my new definition of being humble is just acknowledging that you, me, we, we are all yin and yang, which means yin and yang together as a whole. And yin, you know, may make up your weaknesses and yang may make up your strengths. But together, your strengths and your weaknesses make up your whole. So humble to me is just acknowledging that there's perfection within me and there's flaws within me. And all of that combined makes me who I am. And when I acknowledge the fact that I have strengths and I have weaknesses and I can share both of those with the world and be vulnerable with both of those concepts, you know, then I am illustrating being humble. So one of the things that caused me to go so wrong with being humble is somewhat from a religious context. So one of the messages that I kind of received that I took away, you know, from learning about being humble is is almost correlated to the definition that you are low importance. So when I went to church, you know, being humble was definitely preached about from different concepts, but I walked away from, you know, these concepts with the message that being humble means that I put everybody before me. I think of myself last, that I am a selfless person. So, That's the message I took away from it. That doesn't mean that that's the message that you took away from it. But I took away from it as in selfish, as in you don't focus on your desires. You don't focus on your feelings. Instead, you focus on helping others and you put others first. And what that did was it it created behaviors that made me a martyr and a victim almost. So like... I was so exclusively focusing on other people and their needs and their wants that I stopped taking care of myself and putting my needs as a priority. So it created for me personally, low self-esteem. So like, I just want to share with you, again, you may not relate to this at all, but I I was so focused on helping other people and especially since I am somebody who's empathetic and I have that skill and I can feel people's energy and sometimes I'm reacting to their energy and I feel like that, you know, being a good person and being humble is to like, well, help this person, even if it cost me something. So what ends up happening for me is I was not showing up as my authentic self in a lot of situations. So in the past, I would minimize my skills, my gifts, my success, my talents. I wouldn't even share them with people. Like it didn't even feel like an option to me because I made it mean that if I did, I had ego and that I wasn't being humble and that I wasn't 
like I was being selfish. That's what I made it mean, right? But also, when I was doing these behaviors, when I was minimizing my accomplishments and my skills and not sharing myself with the world, not being my authentic self and saying, hey, look, I did this amazing thing today, like, and I'm really proud of myself, instead of like, and, and, and I did this, I mean, this is not black and white thinking, let me please clarify this, like, there are times when, like, for instance, I passed, um, um, when I became certified to be a personal trainer, I was super excited about it. And I did a very simple, modest, <laughs> modest post about, hey, I, I've worked on this for six months and I finally took the test and voila, I passed. Go me. Like very simple, nothing, nothing to like draw too much attention to myself because I identified myself as modest and humble and this is what it meant to me. So, it's not that I would never share anything, but I would never, you know, do something that would be considered boasting in somebody else's eyes and somebody else's perception, right? I was like so fearful of being perceived as this type of person, like this is wrong, this is bad. This is how I, I was acting towards myself. And it was, it was incriminating on myself, really, but let's get to the point, right? When I was doing these behaviors to minimize you know, my accomplishments and my rewards, I was getting a benefit from this. Like I have been coached on this and I'm just going to share some things for me and maybe it's relatable to you and it can help you. But like for me, doing these type of behaviors, it allowed me to avoid competition with other people. And, you know, maybe this isn't a thing for you, but I have people in my life that's like, oh, you did this, well, then I'm going to go do it, you know, and it, it can be on a very small scale. Like, so I teach fitness classes, right? And so people are always like, hey, what's your workout? What are you doing? Like, let me give you, for instance, right? Something I hear a lot is compliments on my butt, right? I have a very round, perky butt. Go me. Um, people always want to know what type of workout I'm doing in order to achieve this like perky butt, right? And so that's just an idea, right? Where, but it applies across the board where because I wasn't sharing what I was accomplishing and what I was doing, I didn't have to worry about somebody coming up to me and being like, hey, like, tell me your secrets. What are you doing? And also, I didn't have to worry about somebody challenging me and, you know, are putting me down and saying, well, you think you're so hot because you did this? Well, I did that. Like, you know, I didn't have to worry about any of this drama and this conflict. It was much more peaceful being quiet. And this allowed me to get along easily with others because I was never perceived as a threat from anybody, right? Whether it was in my work or in my personal life, I was, it's so easy for me to get along with everybody because I wasn't trying to shine. I was always like, no, I'll step back and you shine, please. Like It's the same way in a lot of my relationships in the past, I was the listener. You could call me up and you could talk to me for 45 minutes and not even ask me once how I'm doing or what's going on in my life. And you could just shine away or, um, you know, tell me whatever is going on in your life and then end up on the phone call. And I receive nothing back other than the fact that I helped you right? Like these are some of the things like I, there's a reward for that because I was needed, but 
the reward was it's easy for me to get along with other people. It also gave me autonomy. Nobody was focused on me. Like I was just like this person that's kind of forgotten about and on the side. And that worked for me too, because it allowed me to have time and focus and not be interrupted and not be asked like, you know, when you're really good at something, people always will come over to you and be like, hey, can you show me how to do this? And you could show them how to do it, but then they don't take the time to like write it down or remember where they did write it down if they did. And so they constantly come back to you. I didn't have to worry about any of those kind of things, right? Because nobody was seeing me shine. So nobody was needing to come to me for advice or this or that. Like, so there were rewards to it. And It allowed me to be safe in a lot of ways. And it worked for me. It worked for me for a really long time. But here's the thing. It had downfalls time. Over time, I started to forget what I was capable of because I didn't let myself shine and I I didn't let other people know about my achievements and I didn't let other people know um, what my strengths were. So over time... It was like my strengths didn't exist anymore because even myself wasn't acknowledging it. It also brought lots of people into my life that were like surface level friends. I'm not going to go into that much more than that, but I will say it created a lot of confusion. I, I would always have a lot of people like stopping and trying to explain something to me you know, and I, and I would just listen to them very patiently because, you know, to me, it just seemed like they needed to, um, they needed to fill that role of helping me. Like they were getting some type of benefit out of it. But for me, I know what I'm doing. I'm confident in what I'm doing, but because I wasn't showing that to the world, people would be like, Oh, let me come by your side and help you. It's like, like, for instance, I'm a personal trainer, right? And even, even with my husband, my husband will be going off and doing something And then he'll come to me and he'll be like, hey, I just learned what this means. And he's like teaching me this. And I'm like, yeah, honey, I'm a personal trainer. That was something I had to know for my test. Um, Thank you for reteaching it to me. But it's because I don't share my knowledge and I didn't, I wasn't being like him. I wasn't sharing my knowledge. I was, you know, just basically in a lot of ways being quiet and allowing other people to shine. This is what it was for me. Like, again, this does not have to be what it was for you. But for those people that are following in the same footsteps where you are more along the lines of what I was doing and my actions and my outcomes, and this message may help you. But what I really want to tell you is one of the major downfalls is that I didn't celebrate my wins. I actually just got coached on this. And you know, we were talking about some things and they, and the coach was like congratulating me and congratulating me. And I was like batting the congratulations away, like making it really simple. Like, cause I identify myself as this modest, humble person. And so I was like, oh yeah, thanks. Yeah, I did do a good job. Thanks. Like that was enough, like end of discussion, close it down. And like, she just kept like, poking me, poking me, poking me with a, with a compliment. And she, she like eventually was like, Ashley, why aren't you celebrating your win? Why aren't you really acknowledging it? Why are you trying to dismiss it? And she was like, you know what? Your homework is to celebrate 
you know, your, your wins, something that you did every single day that is a win. And you have to find a way of celebrating it and telling other people about it, which I did. And I still have to honestly work on because, you know, your brain creates habits and those habits are very like, like a highway. They're like a highway and your brain just automatically goes to them because it's easier to drive on the highway than it is on the side roads. And so, you know, you have to create new highways and that's what I'm working on doing is creating this new highway of celebrating myself and, and, and letting the world know and not feeling guilty about it or feeling that it's bad or wrong or shameful to celebrate my wins. This is where I am today. So I just wanted to reach out to all of my listeners, anyone that's listening in the future, that I had to do a lot of work on this because I was so humble that it became low self-confidence. And I don't want anyone to go through these, you know, don't walk in my shoes, please, not on this. You know, walk on my shoes and victories and wins, but not on this low self-esteem crap because it's not fun and I really don't want you to have it. So um, what I really want to say here is this, this idea of being humble. One of the things that I really got stuck on that kind of kept me in a box and trapped was that We treat being humble as a way of thinking of others first, before ourselves. And this is meant to be a positive thing, as in like, hey, when you take the focus off of yourself and you start thinking about other people, this is a way to be humble, you know, to take so much importance off of yourself. But I misconstrued that or I took it to like a really deep level that was hard. So like if you were if you were on the airplane and they always tell you, you know, if the airplane's going down and the you need to grab oxygen, put the oxygen on yourself first before you even put it on your kids or your neighbors, like, right? That's what you're supposed to do. But I wasn't functioning that way with being humble. I was I'm going to put the mask on everybody on this plane before I even dare to think about putting it on myself because I'm a selfless person. I am humble, you know, like, do you see how that's martyr? Do you see how I'm being like a victim to the circumstance? Like, it's okay to put my mask on first. And let's take this out of the airplane. That was just a metaphor to kind of help you understand what my definition previously of being humble was like it 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 was it was lack of self-care lack of self-importance lack of self-love because i was trying to put everybody first and i wasn't putting any importance on me and so here's the takeaway here's the takeaway honestly is that it took me <laughs> It just took me way too long to understand the difference between being self-important and treating yourself with importance. And I really wasn't able to see that because of the way I was viewing being humble. So let me say this again. Self-importance is not the same thing as being important to yourself. That's the message I missed.
and it, it had consequences and those consequences are now, you know, my pain and, you know, I'm sharing my pain with you in order for you to avoid these depths. Okay. It is okay to think of yourself as important. It is okay to put that mask on first. It is okay to tell people, no, I'm not going to help you because I need to do something for myself. You may all know this. You may think this is absolutely like, Ashley, come on. This is like third grade. You know, you, you should have known this. Maybe I should have. But, but this is where my brain was. And this is what I was doing to myself. And I'm probably not the only one. So when, when we look at being humble, we treat it as the opposite of pride. At least, at least I was brought up this way, that to avoid pride, you have to go to the opposite pole, which, which is being humble. And being humble is a great thing. Taking less time to think about yourself and think about other people has benefits to it and it can be really helpful. It can be it can be helpful to remember these things, but it can also be hurtful. Like for instance, um when I'm having a hard moment and something has happened to me that I'm struggling with and is really difficult. Um let's say that my my daughter has had a really bad seizure and we're in the hospital and I'm super upset, right? Well, I will dismiss my emotions and not allow myself to at least past behavior, past behavior. I would in the past not allow myself to be upset, not allow myself to feel these feelings because I would be like, well, somebody else has it worse. So there's this like comparative thing. Like I need to be humble because somebody out there has it worse than I do right now. Like I need to be selfless. Like it is selfish for me to be sitting here um, having a pity party because my kid is in the hospital and I'm upset. Do you see how I'm like criticizing and I'm belittling myself and I'm bringing my self-esteem down? Like there are differences between feeling sad and processing that emotion without judgment, without criticism, and just with curiosity to say, I'm sad. There's a reason to be sad. Process those emotions and then let them go. And the difference really is the big ego, right? The whole reason that people push and promote and encourage people to be humble is to avoid big ego. And and really, what, what does that look like? That looks like when you you tell somebody about your accomplishments because you have an objective to be glorified, to be treated with special treatment, that, um, you know, that you achieve some type of power or status or that you get the, the moral or um, superior feeling like you're better than somebody else. That's what you're trying to avoid. So you being humble allows you to work through the big ego issues of not making yourself so important that you can't acknowledge somebody else's victories, that you can't acknowledge that we're all flawed and that we're all, you know, people that need to work on things and people that have strength. So 
there are good things about being humble. There are good things as well about celebrating your wins, sharing with people what you've accomplished. It is okay to tell people, you know, whatever that you're excited about. And it doesn't have to be boasting because honestly, so many things in life are people's perception, right? So you could, you could say, whatever, I, I just got this new car and I'm so excited about it. And someone else could be like, well, why are you boasting about your car? When another person would be like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see your car. Why didn't you call me sooner? Why didn't you post this sooner, right? Everything is perception between everybody and where they're coming from and their background and how they were raised and what they're struggling with right? One of the things I'll probably do a podcast on this later on, but like when people have a lot of things going good for them, it's really hard on other people because what they make it mean to them. And so like when somebody is sharing all these good things that are happening to them, sometimes there's this backlash from people that are in a space right now where things aren't going good for them. And And so it's hard for them to rejoice in somebody else's celebration. That's that's another way to practice being humble there too, right? To take off the importance of what you're feeling at that time, not that you shouldn't feel it, but to say, you know what, they have this awesome win, I can have this awesome win too. Okay, that's another podcast for another day. So I hope this message helped you, you know, that, that it is okay to tell people about your wins, that it is okay to celebrate you, that it is okay to show up as your authentic self and be who that is. And just the important thing is to remember that no matter what you're experiencing, whether it's good or bad, we are all, we are all in this together. Okay. So when somebody is having a really good moment, your, your good moment is just around the corner. And when you're having a really bad moment, it's okay to celebrate somebody else's victory because your moment is just around the corner. So self-importance is not the same thing as making yourself and treating yourself as important. You are important you are valuable, you matter, you deserve to take that hour or two hours to yourself and do something nice for yourself. You deserve saying no when you know that your plate is too full and you can't take on another thing. Like there's all of these concepts. You don't have to minimize yourself. You don't have to hide. You don't have to not shine because how other people are going to treat it or interpretate it, or make it mean, because you are not responsible for other people's feelings. All right. I love you all. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to this episode. It is an honor to serve you. 
If you found any of this information helpful, I would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and loved ones, as well as subscribe to this podcast. I would also be grateful for a five-star review. You matter. Until next time.